Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. to the gastroenteritis blues my name is steve lipman i am with emily cannell dan volpone and luna cannell um i am luna's emily's dog don't expect a guest um happy to be back here on the podcast i'm not asking a non-sequitur question because we're actually going to be doing those as a segment on this podcast because nothing has happened with the sixers um but one thing that we could talk about this week. First of all, how are you both? How's life going? Dan, you can start. Oh, um, uh, yeah, life is okay. Uh, it's okay. is probably the, the best I could say because all I do is study, but Hey, I watched football all day and that was wonderful. I love watching football. So today was a good day. Even the Eagles lost, that was kind of miserable, but yeah. just football in general being on is so nice. And Emily, how are you doing? Um, I'm good. I've had a busy weekend, but it's nice to have weekends back because I used to work all the time on the weekend. Right. So it, it is nice. I went to a football game yesterday, the game as I call it, Rutgers Delaware. Oh, uh, um, I was going to say, was it Delaware? Yeah. The big game that everyone is talking about. And yeah. Um, I will tell you, I uh, today was at an engagement brunch thing for a friend of Gab's and I was excited. Um, I thought you were going to tell us you got engaged. That's not how I would tell you. Come on. I would get down <laughs> on one knee and tell you. Um, the, uh, I met a, a girl at this thing that, that is an OT uh, person. She does I OT thought you were there home. with Gabby. I was, but I went home with the other person. Um, oh, all right. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's, uh, <laughs> here we go. Uh, Kyrie Irving is possibly available. We don't know. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, who is airtight on these types of things, said basically that he could be had for the right price and that he wasn't, or, or one of them wasn't, I should have done a little bit of research. One of them, he and Kevin Durant wasn't thrilled about going to Brooklyn specifically. Uh, Nick Wright last week reported that like, if Kyrie Irving is traded, he is just going to retire. Kyrie refuted that by tweeting, I think the like, doll gif or picture that Nerlens tweeted to Adele's boyfriend. Um, what do you think about Kyrie Irving as a potential uh, Ben Simmons uh, trade? When, if you asked me this, I think two or three months ago, I would, I think I, and I did say that I'm terrified that if we did this, Kyrie would get here, it would not work out. And Ben would be like perfect at the things he's already good at in Brooklyn and they would win a title. But at this point, really, beggars can't be choosers, and Kyrie's really, really good, and that would be like a, a good situation if you get a star who's considerably better than Ben uh, back in the Ben trade. Emily, what's your gut telling you uh, about a potential uh, Simmons-Kyrie Irving trade, however unlikely it may be? Yeah, my gut is telling me that this is never going to happen and mm -hmm. that it's a bunch of baloney. Great. And yeah, but... In theory, as much as like I, there's a lot of drama surrounding Kyrie and I would like to avoid drama for just a short period of time, if possible, <laughs> as a fan of this organization, um, he's objectively and subjectively better than Ben. So like, yeah, I would take him because we live in a never ending cesspool of drama. So why not just add to it? Dan, 
Tell me your thoughts on uh, Kyrie for Ben. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I basically agree with Emily in that I can't see this happening. I mean, why would why would Brooklyn do that? No idea. Like, you could say that, like, you know, Ben is providing some defense. They're not a great defensive team. But Ben is not, like, a carry-the-defense kind of guy. Ben is, like, a guard-your-man-very-well guy. Like, he's not Giannis. He's not AD. He's not anchoring any defense, which isn't, like – well, ben it's hard to anchor any defense from the perimeter at all. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, it's just... he, he's a he's a very good defender. Like, I don't mean this as an insult. It's just like he's not he's not there. And the Nets' defense, I think, was like for the second half of the season, basically league average. So I don't see why they should be really concerned about it. And you know, with an extra year of these guys all together, if they can stay <laughs> healthy through the season, they should feel like you know no one is beating us if we're healthy. Like, if that offense figures out a way to actually play off of each other with those three guys, like, why break that up? I mean, this is, if healthy, one of the best offenses ever assembled. So, I, for that reason, I really don't see it happening. I mean, um, it, would have to, Kyrie, it would have to be some sort of off the court thing. Like, I think Kyrie would basically, Kyrie would have to one out, I think. Like, Kyrie can opt out after the season. Um, uh-huh. But, but, I still don't see it happening because you're in win now mode. Um, and, you know, worst case scenario, you, you see this happen with teams where they lose a guy, but they ended up going to a team that's a contender and over the cap and it becomes a, they get a trade exception if they're not over the cap or it ends up being some kind of sign and trade uh, and you get something back for them. So like, who is, who is killing for Ben right now? Like why, right. why would they want to do that? However, if, you're offering if you're saying like you know Ben the couple first for Kyrie I think that's one of the moves that you that you easily do like even if it's Ben and some stuff and you're taking a risk on Kyrie opting out like the alternative is you know just hope 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 for Dame who might never ask out same with Beal who Beal I think arguably is you know, maybe the same level as Kyrie at this point. Kyrie was phenomenal last year, kind of yeah. overshadowed by how good everyone else on that team is. Uh, Kyrie had one of his best seasons I can remember. Um, and, or, you know, we've been talking about these, like, you know, step trades where you get some picks and some less exciting guys, which is still basically a hope for Dame scenario. And Dame is better than Kyrie. Um, he's, like, definitely better than Kyrie. But Kyrie is easily a top 20 player and like not that close to 20 like probably closer to around 15 like right. Kyrie is very 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 good and if you can put a guy like that with Embiid yeah you do it like that that would that's the type of trade that, that makes me excited about this team again that makes me believe that you know that we can win a title I mean you, you put Ben Simmons on that Nets team you know who knows we've seen him collapse in the playoffs we've seen Harden and Durant get hurt like like if you can put Irving with Embiid and Irving can stay healthy, like you have a legit case to make to, to, you know, not that they need to sell themselves to us, but you've made a legit case to me that you can win this year by making that trade. So I, I agree that I don't see it happening, but I would, I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, the other guy who has been talked about this week um, is considerably worse than Kyrie. Uh, John Wall and the Rockets, according to Shams, uh, are, are agreeing that he's not going to play for the team this year. He's coming into training camp, I guess, to stay in shape and be around everybody. But they're going to work to find him a solution. Uh, John Wall has like two $45 million years left on his contract. Uh, he played last year after missing like two full seasons. Uh, he was, I think, okay, not very good, not great, not terrible. Um, Last year, I sort of find, I find myself interested in a little bit in him as a reclamation project guy on, a, after a buyout. But for me, like to get to that salary, even if like I'd love to find a way to move Tobias for stuff that makes more sense if we can. Um, obviously, I want to trade Ben. I don't think that you can really I think it's real negative value, even though he's going to be expiring next year. I don't. To me, even if I would like to give it a shot and think that maybe like a year removed from that injury, he can he can become something, you know, similar to himself in his prime. Uh, I just wouldn't I wouldn't put many eggs in that basket. Um, Dan, what, what do you think about John Wall? And would you have any interest in a trade that includes John Wall? 
Uh, I wouldn't really. Um, I the contract is is crazy, and and the thing with like oh one year and then he's expiring. I mean, we can play this game with anyone, right? Like right. we could say oh Tobias is only one year away from being one year away from being expiring. Like the I mean, we could do this forever. Like you could always argue that you know, no one has a bad contract because eventually there'll be an expiring, and eventually someone will want them. Um, no, I. I if I like, I don't see him being bought out because I don't see why he would want to give up any of making ninety million dollars over the next two years. Uh, I certainly would not give up making ninety million dollars over the next two years to sit around and wait for my team to trade me. So, um, no, I, I I don't see a buyout happening. If he were to be bought out, I would be interested. I think you know, like you said, a reclamation project. I think he's like not awful, and at worst can you know, play some kind of role. We don't have, you know, really true point guards on this team and haven't really ever. Uh, I don't know who was our last true point guard. Drew, maybe Andre Miller. I don't know. We, Kendall Marshall. Seems been weird for, yeah. yeah, right. It seems been weird for a long time. So um, I think John Wall would be useful. I just am not interested in him in him. And like, you know, you've heard me make the case for a lot of different types of, Ben packages, um, John Wall will not be someone I'm making a case for. And, and like, really, I mean, I agree that, like, if you can get Harris off for the right piece, but I think that probably looks something more like, you know, two guys making, you know, 20 million and 15 million and, mm-hmm. and who can both, you know, kind of be like really above average role players. I don't, I don't see the benefit of having one fewer year left on that deal but getting a substantially worse player um, and, and making more money in those two years, by the way, for a team that is basically up against the apron and probably doesn't want to spend all that. Um, no, I, I'm good on John Wall unless he's bought out, which I don't think will happen. Yeah. People talk about the buyout, like it probably won't happen now because he has $90 million left on his contract, but next year when he has 45 left, maybe he'll be interested in a buyout, but it's like, what if he's like, no, thanks. I, you know, you don't have to play me, but I'd rather make $45 million this year than three or two. Um, Emily, what do you think about John Wall? Yeah, I agree with Dan. The con- it's not some a contract I would trade for, especially at his level. I kind of think at this point he might be like past his prime. I don't know that he's ever going to get back there with all the injuries and kind of also not playing for so long. Like it takes, as we've seen with many people on our team, it takes a while to build up to playing level endurance and being out for that long. Like, is he going to get back to there? Um, and I don't, I wouldn't take a buyout. He shouldn't take a buyout. So he should, no. Um, so in terms of Sixers stuff, this is going to come out on Sunday night. It, it is September 19th. Um, the Sixers are going to open training camp on Monday, the 27th. So about a week from now, I don't know how that's possible. It feels like the off season flew by, even though nothing really happened. And especially the giant thing we're all waiting for didn't happen. Emily, I ask you this, are you excited for the Sixers to open training camp and for the Sixers to be back? Yes and no. No, because I am sick of all of this Ben stuff and it's going to amp up. But yes, because I can't get enough of this Ben stuff and it's going (laughs) to ramp up. Like, I just can't wait for like the day that the like the James Harden throws the basketball at like a ball boy happens and like it breaks the Internet. I'm going to I'm like it's I can't wait for that moment because I think it's just going to be hilarious um as long as no ball boys are hurt um so i'm excited for that but also like i wish it was another team that was not my team like i love when it happens to other people but i don't really want it to happen to us even though i know it's coming yeah it's a you brought up a good point about that but like for me i'm like not excited because he's still on the team and it's such a weird feeling that one of the like most important players on the team, and certainly for the last five years, most important players on the team, wants to leave. The team's trying to trade him. He hasn't been traded yet. 
and like we're all just waiting around. So like that really ruins the excitement. I love Joel. I'm excited to see the young guys back. Like Maxi, I think is going to take a leap. Like I would be really excited for all of those reasons, but I am, I have renewed excitement because of what you brought up, which is that training camp can be an accelerant in this situation, you know, that like this situation, they all get back together. Ben's not there or he's there. And I think this will move more quickly, which your own said to you and I uh, that, you know, once training camp starts again, it can turn up the temperature on something like this. Dan, uh, are you excited for the Philadelphia 76ers to be back? Yeah. I mean, I think you guys said it like kind of Um, certain parts I'm very excited for. I miss just watching basketball in general. I love the Sixers. Um, I, you know, the guys you pointed out, Maxi and Bede are definitely top of my list of guys I'm excited to see. Uh, it kind of has a last year feeling to it, which I think, um, which is not to say that to most people it's going to feel like last year. I think that for me, how I felt about the team last year and still feel now, a lot of people are now feeling this year. I don't think most people felt that way last year, but just the, the sense of, you know, I'm waiting for a trade to happen. I want this trade to happen. The trade is revolving around Ben. Um, will, you know, the team look like it looks right now as currently constructed? And should I get behind this team or am I just kind of waiting for pieces to fall so I can see who's really here and I can really root for the actual team that will be taking right. through most of the season. Um, same thing for me. And that, you know, I think a lot of people don't see the Sixers as contenders right now. I didn't see them as contenders last season. Um, they had a shockingly good regular season. I think the playoffs was a basically really good demonstration of why I didn't see them as contenders last season. Um, and so I feel like I'm in a similar spot. I hate this spot. Um, I'm not excited about the idea that there's any chance of watching Ben on the Sixers again. I'm also not super excited about the idea of watching the Sixers without Ben, but without a trade being made, right? Like that team, at least in the regular season, is just minus Ben worse. Yeah. yeah. Right. Is worse. And you're not getting the pieces that you're eventually going to be getting behind. And, and hopefully that will either make you a contender or put you in position to become a contender. So yeah, like I'm excited for basketball. I love the Sixers and I'll, you know, I'll watch every game no matter what. I mean, I watched every game throughout the process. Like I, I just, I, I enjoy them, um, but I'm not, I don't know, like I'm excited for basketball more than I'm excited for this team. I mean, I, more than anything, I'm, I'm like everyone else just waiting on this, on this trade. Yeah. Um, here's the deal. We're going to take a break. Uh, after the break, two things are going to happen. One is we're going to talk about the Eagles. Two is that we at the Gastroenteritis Blues love you, and we have prepared non-basketball questions for each other that we're going to ask each other in a rotation of sorts after the break. So what a tease. We're going to a break. We're going to come back. We're going to get into that stuff. Here's a break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. The Eagles lost today. You know, it's funny when you don't watch the game until the very end. I didn't watch. I wasn't able to watch the game. I was at this thing. Not a big deal. Um, I came back it, like 10 minutes left. and uh, No, no ten, big deal to you. No big thing. deal. I, yeah, I have a busy social calendar. 10 minutes left. And I watched the game from there. They scored a touchdown, but weren't able to get a stop and, and hold it back. But from everything that I was reading and hearing, uh, a bad game from Hertz, a bad game from Sirianni. Uh, the defense looks pretty legit, um, but heartbroken that Brandon Graham uh, is is out for the year. He's one of my favorite athletes ever. Um, I just love him, and I am I'm upset that he's gone. But I uh, I 
you know, I'm sure that he'll come back and he'll, he'll be good again, but uh, we'll definitely miss him this year. Uh, Emily, did you watch the game? And, and what are your takeaways from this uh, loss to San Francisco? Um, so I also didn't watch the game. I was at a thing. And oh. <laughs> so I also couldn't watch. Um, but I did listen to the fourth quarter in the car. And it was very funny because Merrill Reese was kept saying that he was disgusted with some things like the way that they couldn't get the ball in the end zone on the one he said he called uh Derek Barnett stupid for taking that <laughs> oh, uh, he has some fucking dumb was it a personal foul or like one of those like you know like roughing the passer type penalties he was like that is what we call stupid and I was like this man is a national treasure um so those are my favorite parts of the game it seemed like it sucked so I feel like I didn't miss much what about you Dan yeah, I watched the whole game. Um, the execution was not great. I mean, we had a blocked field goal. We had a uh, fourth and goal kind of trick play that didn't work at all. It probably shouldn't have come to that. We had Rager make a mistake, stepping out on the sidelines. It should have been a touchdown. Um, so, you know, it was, a, it was overall a, a frustrating game. Uh, Hertz looked so great week one. Uh, looked atrocious today like just like every throw was either underthrown or just like a, a duck like nothing nothing zipped in where it needed to be um, which has always kind of been my worry with him and he looked so good last week this week was um, obviously kind of back to that um, losing Brandon Graham is a big bummer uh, one thing that I really liked was uh I don't know how many coaches would actually do this, but if you look at like statistically, the correct thing to do is when you're down 14 and then you score a touchdown towards the end of the game, you go for two um, with the, the, the statistical you know, reasoning being your chances of basically, you know, if you get the two point conversion, then you only need an extra point. If you manage to score that game time touchdown to win rather than go to overtime, overtime is obviously, basically 50 50 to win um or if you don't get it you can go for two next time and try to tie it to send it to overtime and mm-hmm. so your your win percentage by going for two does go up uh, that's interesting and i don't think that many coaches in the nfl would actually do that and nick sirianni did it's kind of our first look at how he handles situations like that so i did think it was encouraging to see him do that and it's kind of a little thing but you see coaches kick the extra point there all the time and it kind of drives me crazy um, because, you know, if you're making all that money, you should be able to know that that's what the, that's what the numbers say to do. Um, so I liked that. That's, that's a really, really minor silver lining. Uh, but, you know, we, we always talked about that. And it, it was a bad loss. Like they had a lot of chances. They didn't capitalize, but, you know, we had BLG on this pod and, you know, he talked about this is basically the kind of year where we can both, you know, be retooling and, and be, you know, kind of in a transition, see what Hurts has, maybe he has it, maybe he doesn't, but at the same time compete for a division. So, um, I'm, you know, it's not the type of year where I'm going to let this loss kind of, you know, ruin my day. I just think that, you know, that's the kind of year it's going to be, but, you know, you have to be, be fine with that. And I think that, that overall, um, I'm just happy there's football more than anything. Um, I miss football and I'm glad I got to watch the Eagles, no matter how painful this game was at certain points. Just, you know, go beat Dallas on Monday night. Everybody will be very excited again. That'll be good stuff. Moving into much anticipated question and answer portion here. Uh, I am going to start. I'll ask one question, then we'll go around the horn over and over again. There's been a fly in my apartment for the last three hours and now it's taunting me, flying around me while I'm at work, while I'm here working with you guys. And I and just know that I'm enduring that at this moment. Um, all right, first question for me. Uh, uh, first to answer this is gonna be Emily and then Dan. If you could have unlimited anything, not money or life, what would you choose? Emily Cannell. 
Okay, if I could have unlimited anything, what would I choose? Say yes. Um, hmm. Do I have to be able to like support for anything? Like if I say boat, do I have to be able to like have enough money to to maintain the boat? No. You can can you can you sell the boats and then have unlimited money from your unlimited boats. Oh, great, great question. But then you're in the boat selling market for your whole fucking life, which doesn't sound good. Um, I think that you can, let's say that whatever you would have, you would have whatever infrastructure you need to live in that, and it's not going to like bankrupt you. Okay. Then, I mean, the thing outside of like people and family and stuff like that, the thing I love most, I think is dogs. So I would like yeah. to have unlimited dogs and I could like have an, like a farm with a lot, like just dogs running around living their best life. I could take in dogs that don't have homes. I could find dogs home. I could just have like a constant rotation of dogs in my life. I think that'd be great. I'll go with dogs. I love it. That's great. I saw and you swat at that fly too. I'm, I'm really, really <laughs> trying to get it while I'm sitting here. You should get uh, Luna. Luna's really good at catching flies. She like snaps them out of the air. Good. Guys, it's right. It's right here on the table. It's right. We're here. gonna hear it on the podcast. Okay? Oh, we're coming out. Wow. All right, um, Dan. Uh, what do you? What do you? What would you take? All right, I have like a. I have a clarifying question as well. Right. Is this like a material thing that I have unlimited of, or is this like a? Can I have like an unlimited capacity to do something? No, it can't be like unlimited enthusiasm. We're talking about something tangible here. Well, I was going to say, like, I would like to have, like, a limitless memory. Um, it seems like it would make a lot of things easier. Uh, what would you less, most like uh, to remember? Are you thinking in terms of tests in school? Yeah, I have an exam tomorrow, and that's really on my mind more than anything. All right. You know what? I'll grant that. I'll grant that. You okay. can get some limited memory. Oh, I'm going to do great tomorrow, then. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Emily gets unlimited dogs. Emily, your first question, please. Okay. My questions aren't that, that fun. And I think I might've asked you this one before. Well, this one, this one isn't fun. This one is dark. Right. And I might've asked it on the podcast before, but like you're in the woods and you have like a stand by me situation and you come across a dead body. What do you do? Have we talked about this before? I don't think so. Do you, I ask this question you... to a lot of people and it's really weird. So I thought I might've asked you guys at some point. Dan, you go first. Okay, so I'm in the woods and I see a dead body. Yeah, like, do you? I would like, leave I, the woods. Is that an option? Yeah, it is an option. I would run away. Yeah. There you go. That's the question. It, well, if someone else died there, it seems like I'm probably not in good shape here, so I should probably leave that spot. That's a great answer. So, Emily, the the other option here is to call the authorities to befriend it. What's the what do we do? Like, yeah, call the police. Stay with the body until they come. Like, run away, then call the police. Like, text your mom. Like, what is the first thing that you would do? Like, investigate would, yourself. Like, no, look I around. Not, no, I would not get the forensics out and start dusting the place. No, but I would probably stick around uh, for a little bit. And, and wait for, for the proper people to get there to, to remove this body. Um, unless, of course, it was stinky, because I don't like a stink, because I'll leave that. But assuming it's, a, it's an odor-free corpse, I think that's what I would do. The rest of my questions are not as dark. They're like more just like, what's your favorite this? Your next question is so. like, what was the worst day of your life? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your most humiliating moment. <laughs> uh, all right, Dan, you're up. Okay, so I actually have different questions for each of you because I think oh, I misunderstood man. the game. Great. Dan uh, didn't understand the assignment. <laughs> I, I didn't. Oh, we're doing that TikTok? We're on TikTok? You're on TikTok. All right. <laughs> I was on TikTok for a long time last night. Steve, all right. Let me ask a quick question to each of you then. All right. Yeah. So, Steve, my first question for you is, and we, we talked about this a little bit, but I would like to hear you say it for everyone. Mm. Uh, you're, you're a very nice guy, and you look like a very nice guy. But you, you know, had a movie that came out this past year. You have another movie coming out now, and you always just play like a real awful dude. 
Uh, And why is that? (laughs) It's a great question. Um, I think, uh, you know, one thing I think is that old Stevie Lippman isn't exactly first on the call sheet these days. So uh, I'm not the protagonist of these stories. So it only leaves so much room for for me um, to come in there. Um, I, I think that part of part of it is like there's something with a um, sort of verbose or like fast talking um, shithead who's like being sort of mean, but sort of funny and like uh, spinning yarn in that sort of way that I think I can do reasonably okay. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I can, I think I can be natural and I can be not nervous and I can um, relax. And I think that probably lends itself to like having, even if it's unsubstantiated, like higher status, you know? Uh, And in both of these movies, like my character eventually gets humbled you know, uh, in, in a, usually usually me getting beat up is the way it happens. Um, but yeah, that would be my answer. Emily, what about you? (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) my first question for Emily is, can you tell me a little bit about occupational therapy? Mm. And I just mean like, what is your day to day like? And also what are some fun things you do I think we talked about you playing with like Play-Doh. That seems like fun. Could you tell me a little bit about that stuff? Okay, sure. So occupational therapy helps people with their uh, their occupations. Mostly I work in a hospital. So it's like activities of daily living. It's a lot of self-care. Uh, like if people have had a stroke or like a long illness and they're weak and they need help, like figuring out a new way to get dressed because the way they used to do it doesn't really work for them anymore um or like brushing their teeth or their balance is off so I help with that kind of stuff I also get to do fun like cooking stuff because that's an instrumental activity of daily living like if they live by themselves they've got to know how to cook so I get to do that um I work with adults so we don't do as much of the like bear putty but something I did do the other day that was fun was we played hockey so I used a cane upside down and we worked on balance and we just like hit the ball back and forth like a hockey stick and that was fun and it was therapy it's great excellent good question dan um all right my second question uh starting with dan tell me about a time in your life that you laughed really really hard oh boy um That's a tough one. I don't know. I la- I feel like I laugh a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you make me laugh very hard. Like when you said be safe and be great, that was killing me. <laughs> the first time. time. Now it's yeah. just the thing. The first time <laughs> you said it and then you hit, you hit end meeting and I had the text right away. I was like, yeah. what the hell did you just say? <laughs> so, and you didn't um, remember what you said. You're no, I have no idea. No. <laughs> it was awesome. Guy. Really, really a great one. All right. That that's mine. <laughs> Emily, what about you? Um, that's hard. I feel like most of the times I've laughed really hard. Like the people that were involved wouldn't want me to tell the story. Mm. Um, and I don't want to throw any of my friends under the bus. So Luna looks like she's gonna bark just FYI. She has that like look in her eyes. Mm. um but there was this one time in college where we were just sitting in our this is like 10 years ago so like she's like this girl needs to laugh some more but we were just sitting in our kitchen and we had an intruder and it seemed scary but it was just like another drunk college student and so we had to like try to have this reasonable conversation with this girl named Alyssa who broke into our house essentially (laughs) and was trying to tell us that she knew the people who lived here before us and try to use our bathroom and it was a whole thing but now like when we retell the story we laugh really hard but at the time we were just like what the fuck is going on um and it's one of those stories where you had to be there but that was probably that's a good one yeah that's great I love that one um all right who's next uh, what was the uh, order Emily's up me, yeah. yeah so I want to know outside of 
sports podcast, what are your favorite podcasts? Dan? Yeah, I can start. Well, we had, I'm not, this might not play well in the audience. I'm really not a big podcast guy. Um, <laughs> so besides sports podcasts, I sometimes listen to more like political based podcasts. So I listen, we had uh, Peter from five to four on. I yeah. uh, listen to his podcast a good bit. They do. They're interesting. They, um, they, well, if you, if you go back and listen to that episode, but basically they talk about like uh, Supreme court rulings that they hate um, and tie it to like life, I think is cool. Um, and then really the only other one I listen to that isn't sports-based is uh, Chapo Trap House, which is also political and they're like Bernie people. Uh, but I haven't listened to that. So my, I haven't really listened to many podcasts since I started school. So, um, but yeah, that's really it. I will listen to um, lots of them might be like guest dependent, you know, like if the guest on is like interview based, like Mark Marin's podcast, WTF. Um, uh, Comedy Bang Bang is a really funny podcast uh, where they improvise on it. Um, yeah, what else do I listen to here? Um, Yeah, a lot of them are. Oh, the uh, I'll tell you one. Talking Sopranos. I love the Sopranos, and uh, always did growing up. And now they're going through every episode. Two of the stars of the show are going through every episode and interviewing people from the show, and those are always fun to listen to for me. That seems to be like the new trend in podcasts yes. now. Like people who were on the show re-go yep. through the show. Yep, they go. We did the show twenty years ago, and we'd like more money now, so we're doing the show. Yep. It's genius. God bless them. Um, Dan, question two. All right, so I'll start with my Emily question this time because again, I have a separate <laughs> set of questions for everyone. Um, Emily, what is the best part about having season tickets that us non-season ticket havers would not expect to be the best part of having season Great question. Hmm. I think the best, maybe this isn't like a people would expect this but I think the best part is like never having having to make a decision like should we get tickets to the game mm. like we just always have the tickets to the game and I guess you still have to make the decision of like should you go or sell them but it's still not like a it's still I feel like it's a bigger decision like should we buy them but they're already bought so I think that's really nice um outside of that like that's really it. Like I've got to meet a couple players through it, but that, I mean, I have a picture with Ben Simmons and his eyes are closed, like cool. Um, <laughs> but I did, I mean, that's where I got my Roco picture though. And that's one of my most prized possessions. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was boring answer, but it's true. All right, Steve, um, not gonna lie might be a bit of a uh of a stupid question however sticking with uh sticking with the uh the movie theme here because i've been thinking about uh the new movie coming out uh is dan your pr can... person he, he should be he should be have you hired yeah. him he really uh, should steve, be. steve paid me to say all this <laughs> yeah exactly um, i set up this whole segment yeah <laughs> so i think you know we all know that pretty soon, you know, you're going to be be a little bit big time for this podcast. Of course, uh, yes. of course. So once you, once you are famous, what famous person thing will you really want to do? Like, do you want to start cutting lines? Like, what is what's going to be your what's going to be your thing? No, I want to do the thing where I lose a lot of money by giving it to my friends. I definitely would. Oh, this is would. great for us. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I have dreamed of that always, um, of, of just being able, first of all, just like have money from that shit is like, that's the whole goal, you know? Um, so to be in a position where I can do that and also uh, uh, enjoy that, that sort of life that could come with it, which obviously is not the point, but which happens to a very small percentage of people, uh, to be able to like, disseminate it to my friends and then have to do like 
commercials in Germany to make money again would be great. Um, so yeah, that, that is what I think I would fall into. Um, final questions. Uh, we're in round three of three. Um, yeah, I don't love this last question, but it's all I can come up with. All right, uh, starting with Dan, I think. Dan, your last meal. Um, you can have it from anywhere, anytime, any place, but it has to be a breakfast food. What would you have them cook for oh. you? Well, I love breakfast food, so that sounds perfect. Great. So perfect. you want like a like a general food or like food from a specific place? Either or. You know, hmm. I don't know where exactly I would get it from, but I think that my last, oh, this is tough. I mean, I don't know, I don't know if I would want my last meal to be my go-to or something that I really like also, but don't usually get. Like, for example, like, uh, if you know, like Nudie's in Phoenixville, Right, yep. they have great they have great uh what do you call it like uh their pancakes with like like their cinnamon bun pancakes those are delicious you know what i mean but yeah. that's not really a go-to for me i'm more of a breakfast sandwich go-to kind of guy mm -hmm. but i don't know like i would get that i get breakfast sandwich anywhere so i don't know where i would want my last breakfast sandwich from and like what do i want do i want bacon do i want pork roll definitely want egg and cheese on a bagel but like i guess i would have to go breakfast sandwich mm -hmm. but i don't know where i would get it from because i think you know there's a there's a place near my house that, that used to be very good that was owned by a friend that that closed um so for and i used to go there a lot um i have to think about that for where i want it from but i probably okay. get i probably get a bacon egg and cheese or if it's the right place a pork roll egg and cheese Emily? I think I would have to go like a chicken and waffle situation, Ooh. but I don't want my chicken to have bones in it because I really hate when they give you like the full chicken breast and you can't just like cut into it and yep. stab the, the chicken and the waffle. You got to like pick it. I don't like that. So it has to be a boneless fried chicken and waffle with like a good like maybe like a whiskey maple syrup, like a maple syrup with like a little bit of something, that would be great. That's what I would want. I just couldn't identify more with your boneless thing. It was great. Uh, your turn, you're up. Okay. Um, if you could design the perfect dog, what is it and what is its name? Oh, wow. So Steve, this one is you first. I think about dogs all the time. Uh, we would love to get one. My parents have one. You know, I think that some, the fur would be of a, um, maybe of a shepherd or a collie or something, even though it's a lot of shedding. But you said in this, I'm a billionaire too. So, okay. Sure. <laughs> I added that part. We should, um, we I, add that say, part. I did not hear that. <laughs> um, all right. So I think that, yeah, I mean, I think about dog names a lot. You know, lots of dogs are named like Murphy or uh, Tuck. I do like when a dog has like a, just a human game, like a human name, like if a dog's name is Fred, I think it's funny. Um, I've never had, my parents have, we've had three dogs and we've never had a male dog. Um, so I don't even uh, know what that's like. I could do without the humping. I've been around a few and I know I'm good looking, but like it, it's a bit much. Um, I will say that the dog would be a mid-sized um, shepherd, sort of, and their name would be Daisy. Thank you. Dan. Hmm. Yeah? Mm. All right. Well, uh, let me let me start by uh, just being a better guy than Steve here and saying that this would have to be a rescue dog. Um, <laughs> That's what I meant. Uh, let's see. I, I I'm not looking for like a specific breed. Like I, I don't really, like a mutt is cool. It can be a breed, that's fine. Like any rescue dog is fine, but I prefer like a dog that is not gonna like have like a seven year lifespan and like major health issues because like people mess it up so bad by breeding it. Uh, like like a 15 year friend 
um, is going to have to be, you know, a nice dog. I prefer like kind of a big dog, not too big, but like big, you know. Uh, oh, our dog right now plays fetch. I really enjoy that. I'd like a dog that plays fetch. Um, and for, hmm, yeah, no, oh, no shedding. Did I say that? Prefer, I prefer no, like not, not a lot of shedding. Uh, and for a name, so when we, we got a pandemic dog, but we're not one of the people who returned our pandemic dog. We just are, old, are the under, pandemic dog. Are, are, we, we still have this dog. Uh, our other dog had died like half a year earlier. My mom had really been wanting a new dog. So uh, we got Bella and, um, and so Bella was my parents' name of choice, which, hey, very nice name. My, my parents name had of a choice dog was, named Bella as well, by the way. My, my name of choice, I was asked, I weighed in. I said we should name the dog Matisse. Um, I think Maxie could be a good name for a dog. Just really the cutest six. Um, That's I think would be one. great names, great names for a dog. So I think either of those could, could work out. Bella's, Bella's, we, we kind of compromised in that, like, I don't think anyone's dog has a middle name except ours because Matisse is our dog's middle name. So, so no one knows that except me. I think that was just to make me feel better about it. So, <laughs> um, but sometimes like with my mom, like when I was little, when my mom was mad at me, she'd be like, Daniel James, because my middle name is James. So if like, if the, the dog like pees or something in the house, she'd be like, Bella Matisse. <laughs> just like that so that's the only time Matisse actually comes out I'm not sure it's even really her name but I really enjoy hearing that so I think that that could be a good dog name that's great that was a much better answer than I wow Jesus um but all right my last question for each of you I guess I start with Steve for this one um this is this all right can we if you ever get the chance can you and I'm looking for a commitment here. Hmm. Work, be safe and be great into some kind of like script, whether that's like movie, commercial, anything that you do that might be on a screen. I would like to hear be safe and be great in that. Is that a possibility? It's definitely a possibility. I can, uh, I, I've been lucky enough a lot of times when I've worked, I have uh, been able to improvise and ad lib stuff. So it, uh, for me, it would not be that strange. For somebody who actually knew how to act, it would probably be weird, but I say random shit a lot. So yes, I think that my pledge to you is that I will say be safe and be great in something that is filmed professionally at some point uh, this month, this month. Emily. This month. <laughs> that's, well, that's great news. Not um, actually this Emily, this is, uh, this is a... I know the rest of the questions were mostly not Sixers Z, although I did have a Sixers Z question for you. This is an explicitly Sixers Z question for you. Okay. I want to know the exact point that was your breaking point on Ben Simmons. I know that you were you were in on Ben for a while. I think that you know Stephen Steve and I kind of had a gradual like I, I know like by by like early last season we were like cannot stand this guy want him gone and like that wasn't something we were saying regularly on here but I know that like in the text between all of us um we were like and and, and I think that a lot of people had like their breaking points with them throughout this season I mean we just happened to have it a bit earlier but you know there were a lot of moments I you know, think for a lot of people it was the reaction to the series for a lot of people might have been more recently with the you know, not saying he's not going to show up. It might have been the pass for some people. It might have been the game five collapse where he did nothing. I think that there are, for a lot of people, it's a lot of different things. And I know that you are very ready for Ben to be gone. So I just wanted to know, what was your moment? If you had to pick one moment. Yeah, I can answer that. I think the moment was about how many points did Trey have press conference? Wow. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. It was just, it was a clear lack of the mentality that I like in my, my players that I support I I hated it so much and yeah. I was like yeah. this is not our guy this is not a, this is not our guy I will I will say this we all went to game five together and Steve you brought up um when we've laughed very hard Emily after game five made me laugh 
so hard. And like, I was miserable. Don't get me wrong. But Emily was like so pissed at the corgi and the guys, yeah. and, the guys yeah. and, and the kid's guys girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah. The kid's girlfriend who was undefeated. <laughs> and she was so mad. And she, we walked out of the stadium. She goes, that corgi's a fraud. Like, what's his face? His girlfriend is a fraud. Like, yeah. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was great. I do remember that. Wow. I mean, that... <laughs> that was great. Um, all right. Well, this was fun. Maybe this will be a regular segment here on the podcast when we don't have shit to talk about. Yeah. If any um, listeners have questions for us, too, tweet them at us. It'll be great. Let us know. Um, all right. Oh, give we... us five stars on all the apps. Yes. Throw <laughs> us a rating, subscribe, review thing. Uh, we are, again, you can be listening to this on the Liberty Ballers feed or on our Gastro Blues feed. Uh, we ask you to go over there. We apologize for no midweek pod this week. As we mentioned, uh, Zoe is coming on the podcast, but he was unable to uh, uh, during the middle of last week. So we'll have him on hopefully sometime this week. But we will, uh, regardless, definitely record at some point this week. Uh, the movie we've talked about uh, too much already is called This is the Night. It's out in New York. If you're in New York, it's at the Angelica in the Village East, and uh, it'll be out. Uh, on like Amazon and Apple and Universal Pictures and all that. Uh, Wait, I have a question about the movie. Can I ask yes. it? Yes, you may. I read in an article on Entertainment Weekly that Method Man is in this movie. Is yes. that true? Did you he is in this him? movie. I worked with him and I love him. Oh my God. Can Method Man come on by? Well, that's cool. Yeah. He's great. I really, really enjoyed uh screwing around with him and uh yeah we worked together uh for a few days on the movie and 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 he's he's a lot of fun so yeah maybe our wednesday podcast can be me and dan reviewing your movie that we watch a video on demand guess who's not going to be in that one me (laughs) i won't listen when did you say i believe tuesday sometime tuesday the movie comes out uh and where can we watch it you can buy it or rent it uh, on demand wherever and also Apple and Amazon and stuff like that. It will be on a streaming service this winter, which uh, they'll announce all that. Very exciting. I'm going to tell my friends to watch it. There you go. Thank you very much. Um, That's it. We'll talk to you this week. We love you. It's good to see you both. Be safe. Be great. Great. Bye. to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today